Hello again, how are you? My name is Martin Ballard and you know there have been some fabulous shows at Curve already this year and there are many more to come. Before we start, a reminder that the autumn brochure will give you a real idea of the diversity of material coming to Curve later this year. If you haven't got a copy, look out for it. Now in this episode of the podcast Curving Conversation, we'll meet the TV actor you know well from Casualty and Holby City. He was also the winner of the sixth series of Strictly Come Dancing. Tom Chambers is back at Curve soon in Dial M for Murder. And we'll also take a look at the Curve Young Company, explain what it is, what it does and how you can join when we talk to a current tutor and a former member who went on to professional success. First though, Tom Chambers returns to Curve at the end of August with Diana Vickers, the West End star and former X Factor finalist in Dial M for Murder. It's a story made famous, of course, by the Alfred Hitchcock world-renowned 1950 movie. Tom, how are you, first of all? Yes, very good. Really excited to be actually uh, heading towards treading the boards, especially at the Curve Leicester, because we had our crazy for you big moment there. And so it's really, really exciting for us to come back. Just can't can't wait to be with other humans. And it's the whole, I've done so much over Zoom as we all have. Um, so the experience is so so alien really. And, and you think, oh, this is good. This is novel. You know, it all started being quite interesting. And we all got quite techy and quite savvy. And then, and then after a while, you slowly sort of drop off because you're not getting the flavour. It's like you're able to look at a meal, but not taste it. And it's the same for being on Zoom. The moment you're actually in a room, there's an energy that you feed off other people and that you're all there. The last 18 months or so has been difficult for everybody, of course, but particularly challenging for anybody in the entertainment industry. Uh, this marks your return to live theatre after 18 months or so. So how's COVID-19 been for you and have you been able to work at all during the various lockdowns? Yeah, we, we did manage to do an th- uh, original theatre online piece. It was the 50th anniversary of Apollo 13 and we attempted, or rather they attempted, um, the company to to do a... They sent it all... Uh, through the post, uh, all the kind of green screen and the and the stands, the lights. Oh, it's all it's all very technical. But anyway, we spent a lot of time dropping out, not having enough Wi-Fi. <laughs> I was on holiday in Devon at the time when it came through. You know, when we when we were allowed to go off again for um, a bit of a local summer holiday last year, in a static caravan and no reception, so I had to drive. And of course, it was terrible rain at the time in the corner of a field. Uh, in the rain, but in the car, trying to get a hotspot onto a, a tablet just so that we could do Zoom rehearsals. I mean, it's amazing what you can actually do nowadays. But So I did manage to do Apollo 13, um, Dark Tide of the Mood. I've been doing radio, magic radio, um, just um, one little pre-record slot a week. And normally you'd go into the studio with a producer and there's a certain expectation, you know, they, that travel window when you're in the car or on the train. That's your kind of prep time and you're, you know, it's like building your, yourself up for a match. And, and therefore, there's that sort of expectation and energy when you're just doing it from home. And it's like, OK, I'll go upstairs, try and find the quietest spot in the house and try and keep the kids quiet and homeschooling and juggling and frustrations, all that sort of thing. It's, uh, and, and there's no energy to bounce off. You haven't got someone else in the room who might say, oh, slightly different. And I'm sure you're um, 100% aware of this because oh, yeah. I guess what you've been going through as well um yeah absolutely. so yeah very very odd time i mean it's been a wonderful experience for all of us to know that how much we actually really appreciate 
the life that we knew. So what does it feel like to get back into the rehearsal room then for Dial M for Murder? Uh, I, I guess it's really comfortable anyway, because as you said, you've worked with the cast before. We had a pre-meetup and uh, and just seeing them. Uh, we went to see Chris uh, in, in something else, um, in something called Dance, and he was absolutely incredible. I think he's... This is the other thing, people's performances interesting for an audience that uh, will they be different from how they were before is there a, a pre-covid time post-covid that the performances could be i don't know they might be just more meaningful in some ways or um people are itching to be there and people are itching to perform so hopefully i can't draw the adjectives to describe the feeling of um how great it's going to be in a in a space sharing something with uh, with a, a live audience in terms of rehearsals yeah it'll be great returning back you know, picking up the rackets again, as it were, and just bouncing off each other and, and trying to hopefully get back to the standard that we were at uh, in a short short space of time. We've only got one week, actually, and we've got the new cast member, Diana Vickers, wonderful Diana Vickers, who is going to be fantastic because she uh, is going to bring a, a dynamic to it, um, a very sort of, I, th- I think she's kind of Killing Eve dynamic. Well, this is the epitome of a suspense thriller, isn't it, on stage? And it's interesting you said um, uh, about picking up the rackets again because your character is uh, a former <laughs> tennis professional, isn't he? <laughs> no pun intended. Yes, ex-jaded tennis star. There are a few players that I could would compare him to, but I don't want to say that because it's kind of mean really but when you've never quite made it you've been so close you've been on center court but you've never actually quite picked up the trophy and obviously had someone young fall in love with him and it was all wonderful but then of course as time goes by things aren't so great and then he he while he's away I'm not giving it away I'm Don't sure give it away um, no no but it's um it, it, and there's a, a a plot of course uh for revenge and all that sort of thing but it's a classic blueprint I mean it's wonderful I think that's a testament to something that's been well written uh, that it it's timeless. I mean, it does feel like it was written yesterday, really. It's just, it flows so brilliantly. And yes, when you've got the Alfred Hitchcock label attached to it, it does hopefully make you think seal of approval. How does it feel to be back? And I know you don't live here anymore, but you're an East Midlands boy, really, aren't you? I think you were from Darley Dale, wasn't it, originally? Yeah, that's right, Darley Dale. Dad li- uh, worked in Matlock on Smedley Street pretty much for 40 years. He's, he's an accountant. He still has a few clients, but just does it from home. So, uh, yeah, Derbyshire through and through. Um, and maybe it's just because it's home and where your roots are and things. But um, people seem very friendly. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be great um, being up there. As well, I've got a great friend who lives down the road. So for me, it's a nice excuse to be able to actually go and visit people. Um, yes, and Leicester being our, our very first stop. Can't wait to be there, but I'll go and see my old schoolmate from down the road as well. One of the real bonuses for you out of COVID-19 must have been the chance to spend more time with your wife and family. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a yin-yang there. Um, Poppy was one when this pandemic started. She's now three. So when the homeschooling happened, it was a case of juggling and um, my wife would call it divide and conquer because it would be like, you get rid of Poppy, get Poppy out the way so I can homeschool the other two and it would be kind of, kind of juggling. So... It has been wonderful, but it doesn't come without its challenges. In fact, I read an interesting article about um, micro exchanges, how much we depend on that. Uh, And you can't even see it's like the invisible exchange. If you are just waving to the postman or you're letting someone through a doorway, just a little nod or a little wave. All those throughout the day add up to your overall kind of sense of place and happiness. I've got to ask you one final question because... Everybody who goes through Strictly, whether they go out in the first round or they win, as you did in the sixth season, they're always asked, will you carry on dancing? So, Tom, have you? Oh, oh. now, when that question's asked, I always wonder if 
do they do they think is that me joining a, a local dance group and going along on a Tuesday night, or is that is the experience that you never want to dance again? Uh, well, for me, no, I've 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 always been fascinated by movement. Uh, if you can do something that's got music or a beat, or even if it's a challenge, I prefer that for kind of general fitness. When it's dancing, it's great because you feel like you're actually doing a bit of a workout um, at the same time. You just put music on and then dance about a bit. So the 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 truthful answer is, if I'm paid to dance for a job then that's an absolute bonus at the moment no time to just go off to a local dance class and join in even though actually there's quite a lot, few people around here go to zumba so i think yeah i i would let you know what You've, you're feeding you're feeding me here i i think i absolutely should do that do you know it go doesn't really matter class. does it even if you sort of wiggle your hips while you're waiting for the toaster in the morning listening to some music on the radio that's still dance isn't it well i think so so you're moving to a beat um if you can describe that as dancing then i don't know but it's yes it's, it can be your own interpretation can't it but not ballroom and latin which is what strictly specialized in you know when i was there i think would you charleston is still how, where do you fit Charleston? it's expanded a lot since i've done it I was in 2008, which mm. people, some people can't believe. It was quite different back then. No props and it was quite strict. So tap dancing, used to love that. And so Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly. And I think it all came from those Tom and Jerry films. Uh, Tom and Jerry, when you used to watch it as a kid and the music in the background, very musical. And it kind of gave you that kind of musical theatre experience without you even realising it. So I think that's where... It's probably drawn to musical theatre, although it all happened by mistake. A game of football at school during break. No one had auditioned for the school play. He made it compulsory and I ended up getting Dracula and Dracula Spectacular. And a very funny thing happened where I just thought, oh, this feels fairly natural and normal. Maybe I should continue this. You are appearing in Dial M for Murder at Curve from the 31st of August through to Saturday, the 4th of September. Tom Chambers, thank you so much for talking to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, let's talk about the Curve Young Company now with a lecturer in community dance practice at the De Montfort University, associate dance artist at Curve. She's worked as a choreographer, teacher and consultant for a range of dance organisations and she teaches and choreographs dance in higher education, schools and within the youth and community dance sector. She also leads Curve's Young Dance Company. Mel Knott, how are you? I'm fine, Martin, thank you. That was a very grand opening. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us a bit about your background, first of all, because it's clear to me that your passion is inspiring and developing young people. Yeah, so my background has always been in dance education. Um, I began my career in schools, teaching in secondary school, teaching dance, and I was lucky enough to move to the Brit School in London, which is a performing arts school for 14 to 19-year-olds, very early in my career. And at that time, that was very much about nurturing and developing talent. And because it was a non-fee-paying school sponsored by the British Record Industry Trust, it enabled all sorts of young people to come and bring their their diversity and their talent to the work. So that's where I began. And then when I moved out of London and came to Leicestershire, I began working freelance across sectors. So started more community work. I worked with older people. I worked in primary schools. And then obviously I connected with Curve through the Dance for CAT programme, which is Centre for Advanced Training for Young Dancers. And they asked me to set up a satellite company in Leicester 
so that we could nurture young Leicester dancers. And we did that in partnership with Curve. And that was nearly 10 years ago. So <laughs> next year is my 10th year. I've wow. been there quite a long time with Curve Young Dance Company. But we've um, developed and changed and grown over that time. And I've seen lots of young people come through that sector. So that's my background, really. And I do now I also movement direct on on shows and that's been through my connection with Curve and um, I work at De Montfort University now so a lot of choreography um, that I do with young talent yeah yeah any number of, of shows that people will remember that you've been involved with at Curve I have to ask you though first of all at the time of this recording it's just on the back of the weekend of the U Dance National Showcase and how exciting was that the first time ever I think it's actually been done by film. Yeah, well, the second time, because obviously last year we had to do it by film as well, but last year it, it had to be a bit more off the hoof. You know, the National Festival was supposed to be live and in Glasgow. It's a weekend where youth dance companies from across the UK gather together for a weekend of workshops, activities and showcases and um, companies are selected from all the different regions across the UK and and put online and this year obviously there was more planning involved so there were the selection process to, um, had a longer run in time so yeah we made a, a film we've made four films now Curve Young Dance Company since lockdown began 18 months ago and this was our fourth film which we made and it got selected to represent the East Midlands in the National Festival so we were so, we were excited about that and the dancers were able to hook into careers workshops online workshops so although it doesn't have the same feeling of all those young people and that young talent being together one dance uk who run the national festival who are the sector support organization for dance they really embraced trying to get young people to engage and comment you know so we watch the showcases on youtube or facebook watch so that you could comment as if you were there and they could hear you applauding. So I suppose we've learned all these new things. So yes, very exciting for us. I was really proud of the dancers. They've been so resilient. Now Curve Young Company and um, you know more specifically Curve's Young Dance Company, uh, fantastic experience. You must have had thousands of young people uh, coming through because of course it's, it's ever evolving. Uh, many of them may well have gone on to drama school, to uh, other higher education and so on and moved away and new members join every year what's the experience like for young people from the day they become a member through to the day they move on one of the things i think is really fantastic about youth theater and youth dance is that it brings together like-minded young people so when young people come to join a youth company and I'll talk specifically about our dance companies. They'll come into a group and some of them might be existing members of the group that have been with Curve Company for a while. But it's very much like a family. They're working with like-minded individuals. That's really what connects them all. They're people who want to make dance work or want to make theatre work. So they're, they're embedded in the group quite quickly. We work creatively a lot of the time, so they're, they're collaborating, they're problem solving together, they're making work together, and they, they get that camaraderie very, very swiftly. And then they it depends how long they stay. Some dancers stay with us for a couple of years because they don't join till they're 15 and then they're moving on. Um, some people have been, I mean, last 
two years ago we we finished up with one of our young people who'd been in it right from the beginning he started when he was 12 so he was in the company for for six or seven years before he moved into further training and there's all sorts of people so if you're not if you're not somebody who thinks oh I'm going to go and make dance my career that doesn't matter you can still be part of a dance company like this but it also if you do want dance to be your career it helps nurture and develop your talent so you get a really lovely mix of young people and obviously I've worked with the musical theatre company in the past for quite a number of years as well at Curve and the same thing happens there you know there's a real sense of being together like-minded young people all working towards the same goals and that feels great for them I think that positive environment so already you can see that there are lots of different areas of Curve Young Company whether it's dance musical theatre acting whatever you're interested in in fact there are also bursaries and you can get involved in backstage as well uh, on the technical side and I think Mel it's worth pointing out as well you know not everybody who comes through Curve Young Company will want a career in theatre but it offers them so many other things doesn't it? it offers them discipline teamwork confidence building I mean the sort of benefits are endless absolutely I mean it, it was interesting when I was thinking about what I was going to say you know and having this forum to talk about young people and performing arts and creative arts it's so important now that these young people recognize these skills and in fact their families recognize this because we, we're not having as much opportunity for them to do this type of work in schools anymore. I mean, there's been in the last 10 years, a 24% decline in the number of young people who are able to take art subjects at schools. We know that the landscape is very different, but interestingly enough on the positive side, there's just been a new um, future skills report done by Kingston University, which I was looking at the other day. And one of the top skills that businesses want from young people are problem solving, communication skills they come right at the top creativity is in the top 10 I mean these are all things which arts opportunities can give them so just because you can't take something at school you know you what you have to do now is look towards the opportunities that are in the community and the youth sector is going to become so much more important for young people who have not just a talent, but an interest, a lifelong interest in the performing arts. So absolutely, you don't necessarily have to go on to want to be a performer. Come and join a youth company to get that sense of pleasure of being with other young people, feeling proud of the work that you can do, developing your confidence, your critical thinking skills, being creative, you know, and in the dance company, of course, you can be physical as well. So we work quite hard on technique and, and performance so yeah lots of stuff I'm trying to get in there but I think what I'm trying to say Martin is that places like Curve and all the other arts organisations that run youth companies are going to be so much more important for our young people going forward and you know if you talk to many many performers I often talk to a lot of performers who come through Curve and we talk about how they got into what they did and how did they recognise they had a talent and most of them say it was a teacher at their school yeah. And so if we if we you know if we haven't got that now this is where the youth sector becomes so important. So parents out there, you know, if you've got a young person who, you know, maybe they they dance already in a private dance school where they do a bit some some technique work 
or they've done a bit of drama at school or that you think they've got a really good singing voice and they're doing sort of choir you know look to these youth theatre programs and particularly in Leicester where we run them at Curve you know we've got that whole array of programs and get them in there yeah and for those who have a talent as a performer and want to pursue it the opportunities are endless not just with the Curve Young Dance Company or Curve Young Company in general but also working with professional actors directors choreographers and so on and actually being on stage with professionals I think the last example of that was the music of Andrew Lord Webber yeah absolutely so I had the great pleasure of getting back into the theatre straight away as soon as it opened and just bringing some of the young adults they were all over six for this one together to do two of the numbers that were in the show with the professionals and I know what I could see from not just the joy of us all just being back in the theatre and choreographing and being on stage but the connection to those professional artists who have got so much talent history and experience for the young people actually being on stage with them in a rehearsal room being surrounded by them and connecting with them becomes really important for their development and their understanding of the industry. Okay, well, if you're listening to this now and you think that you might want to become a member of the Curve Young Company or you know somebody who might want to, then all the details you need are on the Curve website. Go to curveonline.co.uk. And Mel, what's the process like? What does somebody listening to this now need to do to become a member? Well, right now, you need to just send in an expression of interest. So go to Curve's website. There's, there'll be, it's on their homepage if you're interested in joining Curve Young Company. So express your interest to them. It doesn't matter how much experience you have had. And remember, there are so many people who don't start dancing until much later in their life. Um, so don't worry if you haven't done loads of technique classes before. If you want to be creative and you want to be empowered, your voice to be heard, youth theatre is the right place for you. So expression of interest to Curve, that needs to be in by the 8th of August. And then what happens after that is we invite people in to take part in classes and workshops. We don't call them auditions. We look at everybody. And if we've got you know space for everybody, then we will um, bring them into the youth companies. It gets difficult when we haven't got enough space to house everybody, then we have to look at some selection process. But often that isn't based on um, just what you can do. It's based on your potential, how you work with other people and why you want to be part of the work. Mel, listen, thank you so much for talking to us. Keep inspiring young people in everything you do. And uh, thanks again. Thank you, Martin. I will. Take care. Let's talk to someone now who knows all about the Curve Young Company as a former member. She first appeared on stage here at the age of 12 in The King and I and went on to be involved in every summer community production, playing Nancy in Oliver, Mrs Lovett in Sweeney Todd, Maureen in Rent and Miss Hannigan in Annie. After that, she went on to train at the Guildford School of Acting and returned recently to Curve before lockdown as a professional actor in Les Miserables. Mary Jean Caldwell, how are you? (laughs) Hello. Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I just wanted to know how the driving lesson went. Oh, yeah. Well, it was my first one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a bit nervous. I'm 24. Most of my friends can drive. um, And I'm like one of the only people that can't. And it's it's got to the point now. I've just moved flat and I'm like, I need to learn. I need to know how to drive. Because when I was on tour with Les Mis, I was hauling my suitcases on and off the trains. And I was like, this is a joke. I need need a car. (laughs) 
<laughs> but no, it went well. It went okay. It went Good. as well as I think it could have gone. Let's talk about how you first got involved with CYC. I mentioned that you were in King and I at the age of 12. Mm. Um, I don't know. My memory isn't that good whether CYC even existed then, did it? No. So that was just an audition that I did. Do you know what? It's so weird. I've not thought about this time of my life for a while. But I think my mum must have maybe just seen an audition or maybe my singing teacher or someone saying that they're looking for kids basically to be in the show. I remember going for the audition and I think I just had to sing Getting to Know You. There was like a whole bunch of us in a big room and we just learned it all together. And then I think we just sang a line each. And yeah, and then I did that for the whole of the Christmas period. And I remember thinking like, this is intense. And I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But obviously you shared, you went on every single night, you had different groups. But yeah, so that wasn't when I was part of Curve Young Company. That was just before... And then I went on to be in Curvy and Company probably when I was around 14. So we're going back over 10 years here. (laughs) What was the experience like overall? And we'll talk about some of the shows, obviously, because there's some real highlights in there for you. But being Mm. part of Curvy and Company overall, what was it like? Was it like a big family? Oh, definitely. You just had all these different people from all over Leicester, sometimes even further, actually. There were a few people that came from Nottingham. And it was a creative outlet for everyone, really. It was a lot of people that maybe sort of didn't excel in other areas um, at school or maybe didn't enjoy school as much. But everyone there, it was like you say, it was just it was honestly just one big family. And I have like the most fondest memories of like the summers that I spent doing those shows and I just always look forward to it. It was Monday nights that I had my Curvy and Company where we did our smaller shows like The Dreaming and I did a show called Game Face, actually. I think that was the first one that I did, which was a devised piece. It, it was just so fun and you're mixed with all different ages and, yeah, all different walks of life, really. And we had such, such a good time. And I didn't, I didn't live too far from the Curve, so it was really, really handy and useful for me because I just popped down to the curve, spent most of my week there, it ended up being, most of my summers. So apart from the performances and obviously the rehearsals when you're getting ready for a production, what other things would you do? What would happen on those Monday sessions at Curve Young Company? A lot of it would be sort of, yeah, rehearsals towards those shows. But also I think we definitely did like a lot of devising and a lot of improvisation and sort of drama games and that kind of thing. just to sort of hone your acting skills so you weren't necessarily working towards something but you talk about different techniques or you'd get a chance to devise you'd maybe get a topic or you'd get like maybe a newspaper article and you'd use that to create your own story or create your own piece and that was just really good and actually has really got me into sort of the devising side of things as well I really enjoy that And I think that's all come from that and just giving you the opportunity to get what's on your mind into action um, and just using your imagination, really, and putting loads of different people's ideas together. It was so fun. Now, uh, Mel was telling us about the Curve Young Dance Company, you know, learning technique and so on. Mm. Um, If you were uh, an actor or if you were uh, more interested in musical theatre, for instance, would you get some coaching in? perhaps you know vocal warm-ups that sort of thing singing lessons and so on yeah so we, we definitely got uh, not one-on-one singing lessons but we'd get group warm-ups and I'm trying to remember because we had I think it, when I started it it was mainly just acting but then when we did the dreaming that was a musical and we had a guy called Greg do that with us uh, the, a musical director I think he was quite good at 
getting to know our voices and be like, oh, you should listen to this song or you should go away and learn this song and sort of help to expand your knowledge as well and your repertoire, which was really good. And we spoke with Mel as well about all the other benefits of you know becoming a member of a, a young company like this, uh, as well as the actual performance technique and the grounding of the training you get. You also you know, learn discipline, don't you? You learn mm. about working as a team and your confidence builds, doesn't it? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. And I've also, I've kind of seen that on the other side of things because I'm, I'm a teacher now too. And I've worked in performing arts schools and worked with drama clubs, that literally the exact same as what I did at Curve Young Company. And the way it improves children's, yeah, confidence, uh, resilience, discipline, it's just unbelievable. And people make such big improvements in such a short space of time as well. And that's due to the safe environment that these teachers create and these companies create. Um, they make you feel like it's fine to go wrong. You know, you're like, there is there is no going wrong really. You know, you can, you can say something in an improvisation and it might not fit with the piece, but no one's gonna judge you for it. You're never judged and you're just, you're just free to do what you wanna do. And I think that sort of encouragement and that positive setting is what it's all about really. And then in terms of the shows, I said to you before we started talking on the podcast, how blown away I was by the performance that both you and Jack Skelly gave in Sweeney Todd. And we we spoke about the other shows that you were in, but that mm. was a real standout for me because I think it showed a your maturity as actors because they're very demanding roles and the characters are characters that you could probably never relate to at that age but mm. also in terms of of Sondheim and and the you know the challenge of singing Sondheim for any accomplished actor is a challenge in itself that must have been a real highlight for you oh a hundred percent I mean that show is just incredible and I didn't actually really know the show before I did it but I remember sort of listening to some of the songs once I got cast as Mrs. Lovett and thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? <laughs> because it's just crazy. Like the the rhythms, the, the range you have to sing over and on top of that, sorry, all of the acting you have to, she's such an incredible character. But no, it was such a privilege. And I, I, I'm such a, I always say to people, I think that my biggest training was curve yeah I went on to do drama school and things like that but I got the most experience by basically being thrown in the deep end and it was the best training I could have ever asked for because I had to really really go away I had to work on my vocal technique I had to go away and really like sort of drill the music into my head over and over and over again yeah it was the experience of a lifetime I'd love to play Mrs Lovett when I'm older actually as a professional it's still at the top of my bucket list like as a professional because I had just the, the most amazing time doing it at Curve. And the other thing is this was a, a community production but mm. you had some real one-to-one -one support from professionals like Ben Atkinson the musical director. Yes so and it's crazy what a small world it is now because actually I then went on to Les Mis just before we started, like a week before we started, we got the email through saying, you know, who's in the cast, who's your director, who's your musical director. And it came up and it said, musical director, Ben Atkinson. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I messaged him. I said, Ben, I don't know if there's two musical directors called Ben Atkinson, but I've just had an email saying you're MDing lame is because and I'm doing it and he said yep I'll see you on Monday <laughs> and I was like what and I hadn't seen him for years but yeah at Curve that was one of the most amazing things about it you were in even though we were you know community amateurs you were in the most professional environment you could ask for you had 
the wardrobe team, you had all the obviously crew, you had Paul Harrison directing, Ben Atkinson MDing. It was incredible. And we were treated like professionals. And I think that also gives you the confidence to think, oh, maybe I could do this, you know, as a career. Was that a turning point for you then? I don't know whether you'd been considering a career in theatre before that point, or was mm. that a turning point and, and made you think, yeah, this is it, this is what I want to do? Yeah, I think when I did Oliver, so that was the first community production I did when I was Nancy, I was 15. And obviously that that year then, after that summer, was me deciding what I'm going to do for sixth form because that was my GCSE year. My mum and dad said, look, we'll look around some you know, sixth forms in Leicester. But if you want to, we could maybe start to look at some other schools outside of Leicester that specialise in performing arts and things, if this is something you want to do. And obviously I was like, yes, yes, please. (laughs) I'd absolutely love to. Um, And I think it was from Oliver that it made me realise, yeah, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I've been singing since I was seven. Um, And that kind of, when you have that passion and you're so dedicated to it and you're willing to sacrifice other things in your life, such as, you know, going out with your friends because you've got rehearsals, like that, that's the sort of telling sign that you're meant to do it, I think, in my opinion. So yeah, then I went on and I, I, when I was 16, after Sweeney Todd, I went on and I left home and I went to a performing arts school called Tring in Hertfordshire. But they allowed me, because they knew how much I loved doing stuff at Curve, they also allowed me to go on and do Annie and Rent in 2014 when I was 17 so at the end of my first year at Tring they would allow me to go on a Friday back to Leicester to rehearse for Miss Hannigan and Maureen which was incredible. So what was it like to return to Curve after all these years as a professional actor in Les Mis? Honestly it was just one of those moments where it was like it was just a full circle and the fact that I was opening my first well I did do a show out of drama school called It Happening Key West which was in London in the summer before I started Les Mis but that was quite a small show and it was it was a lot of fun but I would say my first proper big contract was Les Mis and the fact that I was opening in Leicester was just I don't know like that's like all the stars kind of aligned for me um and it was like this is meant to be and Les Mis was a definitely a bucket a bucket list show for me and the fact I got to do that so quickly after graduating was just a dream come true and doing it in Leicester and having so many of my family there and being on the stage where at the same stage that I did all of these things as a kid yeah I was on that stage first when I was 12 so 21 was when I was in Les Mis just under 10 years later back on there as a professional so yeah it was it was amazing and my family I think were all very proud and it felt great. Well, it's like your second home. You're still very much part of the Curve family. With that in mind, for any young person who is considering joining the Curve Young Company, what would you say to them? I'd say go for it. I mean, my sister, my actual little, my little sister um, has followed my footsteps and she's been doing stuff at Curve way more recently than I have. And she's absolutely loved it. She's had amazing opportunities. She um, was in the most recent Android Webber show. She was in Oklahoma. She's done loads of things where she's also been working with professionals. She did West Side Story at Christmas a couple of years back. She absolutely loves it. And the fact that you get to work with all these professionals, it's the, it's the best training you could ask for. So if you're interested in it, 
even if it's not something you want to want to do as a career if you want to do it as a career then it's perfect we're so lucky to have it in Leicester like so many of my friends that have come from other places always say that's so amazing you've got curve in Leicester and that kind of thing but also if you don't want to do it as a career it is just a great thing to do for confidence building yeah and just sort of being able to hold your own I think and going into situations and having no fear I think that's one of the things that helps you with just going for it and thinking what's the worst that can happen and just putting yourself outside your comfort zone I think is really really important in life and everything you learn at Curve helps you for that. Well listen we can't wait to see you back on the Curve stage again soon hopefully fingers crossed that will happen soon in the meantime Mary Jean thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you so much Martin. And I'm afraid that's about all we have time for on this episode thank you so much for listening and remember to subscribe through your favourite podcast app or go to curveonline.co.uk. That's where you'll find everything you need to know about the Curve Young Company and Dial M for Murder. I hope you can join me next time when I'll go behind the scenes and into the rehearsal room to meet the cast of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. That's in the next episode of Curving Conversation. Curving Conversation.